Welcome to Defending Digital. I'm Chad Warner. Today, I'd like to share with you my summary of the book Cyber Attack Survival Manual, From Identity Theft to the Digital Apocalypse and Everything in Between, by Nick Selby and Heather Vessant. The book contains pretty good personal cybersecurity advice covering a range of topics, but it's not as helpful as other books I've read, and it's not very engagingly written. Each chapter ends with takeaways in three levels. One, basic security. Two, advanced measures. And three, tinfoil hat brigade for the extremely cautious or paranoid. The book has a realism and grittiness that probably comes from co-author Selby's police work. I like the artwork throughout the book, and there's an example in the uh, post that goes along with this podcast. Co-author Nick Selby is a police detective who investigates computer crime, fraud, and child exploitation. He consults law enforcement agencies on cyber intelligence and investigations. He has fought cybercrime for over a decade, and he's clearly well acquainted with online scams, fraud, and hacks. Co-author Heather Vessant is a futurist with expertise in cyber economics and cryptocurrency. Here are my notes from each chapter. From the chapter, Keep Your Identity Safe. If you password managers to consider LastPass, Dashlane, and 1Password. The takeaways that were listed in this chapter, 1. Use a different, strong password for every login, websites, desktop programs, and phone apps. Two, use a password vault program or a password manager. Three, don't get your kids' social security cards unless necessary. Four, check your kids' credit at least quarterly. From the chapter, Where the Money Is, if you get a message from your bank asking you for info, call the bank's known number to ensure it's legitimate. Check your credit reports regularly. Use only cards with chips. Don't swipe your cards. From the chapter, protect your privacy online. Hackers can sniff insecure public Wi-Fi to see what you're doing. Hackers can set up a second network with the same or a similar name as a trap. So always ask for the name of the network and use a secured network whenever possible. Think twice about storing sensitive data online things like identification documents, tax documents, etc. The takeaways that were listed in this chapter, one, set all your social media privacy settings as high as possible. Two, protect your home Wi-Fi with WPA2. Three, don't accept friend requests from strangers. Four, never use public Wi-Fi without a VPN, virtual private network. Five, restrict what you share on social media. Six, consider covering cameras and microphones with electrical tape. From the chapter, Keep Kids Safe Online. Kids should not assume that nude photos that they send are going to stay private. Use OpenDNS to control the sites kids can visit. To prevent kids from using a bootable operating system on your computer, set a BIOS password if you're using a Windows machine, or a firmware password if you're using a Mac. Teach kids that they are not anonymous online, and there are bad people online. Don't scare them, but help them understand that the threat is real. Set alerts for when a kid tries to access a blocked site or search certain words. Check browsing history in your router or with your ISP. Regularly discuss online safety with your kids as they grow. Praise their good behavior. Let them know they can come to you if they get into trouble. If you have a teen, review their online footprint together. Act like you're a college admissions officer or potential employer. The takeaways that were listed in this chapter. One, monitor your kids' social media, 
with software or manually. Two, talk to your kids about what's safe to share. Three, log traffic. Four, enable GPS tracking on your kids' phones. From the chapter, The Internet of Things, a few ways to protect yourself from Internet of Things devices. One, read everything you can about a device, especially its data use policies. Two, opt out of data collection and or use the device offline or in airplane mode. Three, change default passwords on devices immediately. If you're a few secure messaging systems to consider, Signal, Wicker, and Tor. And the takeaways from this chapter, one, change default modem and router passwords. Two, use screen lock codes on all mobile devices. Three, isolate Internet of Things apps from sensitive data. Four, ensure that medical devices are locked to only critical services. Five, consider a separate home network or virtual local area network, VLAN, for IoT devices. From the chapter, Not Just Phoning It In, some ways to protect your mobile device. Enable the lock screen. Use a password instead of a PIN if possible. Set your screen to lock after a short amount of time, two minutes or less. Disable communication, Wi-Fi, hotspot, Bluetooth, NFC, etc., and only enable them when necessary. Don't use your phone on public Wi-Fi without a VPN, or use its mobile data instead of public Wi-Fi. In the U.S., the government can use your fingerprints to unlock your device, but they can't force you to give your password. To totally secure your phone, turn it completely off and remove the battery if that's possible. Some takeaways from this chapter. One, set a good password, seven plus characters or numbers, or a good pattern. Two, encrypt your phone. Three, enable the phone locator in case your phone is stolen. Four, limit the number of days of email that are stored on your phone. Five, use two-factor authentication, 2FA, whenever possible. Six, disable location services and enable them only when necessary. From the chapter, Cybersecurity and Small Business. When you're selling online through a site like Craigslist, limit the information that you reveal. Consider a burner app, which gives you a temporary phone number, and meet them in public. Ensure that a friend knows where you are. A few services for cloud backup, Dropbox, SpiderOak, Backblaze. From the chapter, The Deep Dark Net, a few definitions. The surface web refers to public websites that are indexed by search engines like Google. The deep web refers to websites that are not indexed by search engines, but can be visited using a standard browser as long as you know the address. The dark net or uh, dark web refers to websites that cannot be visited using a standard browser, and that typically requires a Tor browser to view them. Uh, this, can also, this term can also refer to other protocols and environments such as IRC, I2P, etc. From the chapter International Cybersecurity, burner apps for creating anonymous phone numbers include Burner1, Hushed, and CoverMe. If you travel out of the country, consider renting a phone or computer in the country that you travel to to avoid the searching of your devices when you return home. From the takeaways in this chapter, one, encrypt all your products and communications. Two, use separate devices when you're outside of your country. 
And then there's a final summary chapter at the end of the book and uh, a few notes that I took in that summary. One, password protect and disable the remote management of your modem, router, and any other internet connected devices. Two, never give your private info over email or text. If you're asked for that kind of information, call the bank, utility, or service that claims to be requesting that information. Three, when you're shopping online, consider using the guest checkout option and one-time credit cards. So if you found this summary helpful, uh, you can read the book. Again, the title is Cyber Attack Survival Manual and the subtitle From Identity Theft to the Digital Apocalypse and Everything in Between. The authors are Nick Selby and Heather Vesant. And there's a link in the blog post that goes along with this episode. Uh, there's also a resources page at defendingdigital.com that has additional cybersecurity and privacy books. So wrapping up, what should you do as a result? Uh, so several tips that I've handpicked from the book. I've got 15 of them. One, use a different strong password for every login. Websites, desktop programs, phone apps. Two, use a password vault program, also called a password manager. Personally, I like LastPass. Three, use only cards that have chips. Don't swipe your cards. Four, protect your home Wi-Fi with WPA2. Five, use OpenDNS to control the sites that your kids visit. Six, teach your kids that they're not anonymous online and that there are bad people online. Don't scare them, but help them understand the threat is real. Seven, regularly discuss online safety with your kids as they grow. Praise their good behavior and let them know that they can come to you if they get into trouble. Eight, change the default modem and router passwords. Nine, Disable phone communication, such as Wi-Fi, hotspot, Bluetooth, NFC, etc., and only enable them when necessary. 10. Encrypt your phone. 11. Enable the phone locator in case your phone is stolen. 12. Use two-factor authentication whenever possible. 13. Disable location services and only enable when necessary. 14. Password protect and disable the remote management of your modem, router, and any other internet-connected devices. And finally, 15, never give, your pri never give private information over email or text. Always call the bank, utility, or service that's claiming to request the information to make sure it's legitimate. And again, you can find all of these notes uh, available at defendingdigital.com. And that's also your source for other information on personal cybersecurity and online privacy.